Hi, you're listening to Yeah, It Can't Be Good, a rewatch podcast of the sci fi original series Eureka. Let's get started. Hey, it's Doug with the TV Guide Synopsis. Season 3, Episode 10. Original air date, July 17th, 2009. Your face or mine. Carter takes a grueling recertification exam that tests him physically and psychologically. Allison pitches a town-wide DNA monitoring security system to Henry that injures Deputy Lupo during the inaugural scan. Creators Andrew Cosby and Jamie Paglia. Written by Jamie Paglia and directed by Colin Ferguson. Thanks, Doug. So, uh, how'd my deputy do? <sighs> She's perfect. No surprise there. Hi, this is Vicky, and I'm here with my co-host, DC. Hello! For Season 3, Episode 10, what is it? Your face or mine. Who switches faces? Do you remember? Your face or mine? Yes. Joe. Joe. And Julia. June, yeah. They don't tell us that till later, but it's about Julia taking over Joe and pretending to be Joe. Huh. What do you think of that? Right. Weird? Weird. Yeah. Okay. The episode begins with Carter having to take some sort of fitness test to be the sheriff. Yeah. And Joe has already taken the test. Joe passed the test. Yeah. With flying colors. Carter's next. Carter's got to stay in there for 48 hours and do this test, which means that Joe is in charge of the town while Carter's in there. Because once he goes in to take the test, he can't come out. Joe, she's going to watch Zoe, Carter's daughter, while Carter's taking the test. Later at Cafe Diem, Joe comes in and talks to Zane about her test and tells Zane that uh, Julia said she was perfect. And, of course, Zane and Joe have another one of their ridiculous disagreements over nothing. Ridiculous. Is it? Yes. How do you do? Apparently, I'm perfect. Uh, oh, you were serious. Remember that kiss? It was your last. Come on. I, I, I think you're great, but no one's perfect. She's darn close. Why, thank you, Fargo. Look, I'm just saying we all have our flaws, like being hypersensitive and overreactive. And all I'm saying is that when you really care about somebody, you don't focus on their flaws. So maybe that gives me something to think about. But in the meantime, Douglas is watching Joe and Zane. And Douglas is a little jealous. Hmm. You think he's jealous? Yeah. He likes Joe, I think. Yeah. And he's a little jealous of Zane yeah. because Zane is Joe's boyfriend and Fargo's a little jealous. Yeah. Yeah. So, as we said, Joe and Zane get in one of their regular ridiculous disagreements. And Joe leaves and goes to GD. Because Allison has a new DNA scanner kind of thing that she needs Joe to vote on. I'm sure it's not a coincidence that Allison set up this vote while Carter was in the test. I mean, that can't be a coincidence. And even Henry says that's not, you know, what a coincidence that is. Because it's about scanning people's DNA and keeping people's DNA on record and pretty much tracking people by their DNA. Allison knows that Henry would be against this, but the mayor gets a vote. She also knows that Carter would definitely be against this, and law enforcement gets a vote. 
they never say it, but you can you can see by the smirk on her face that they have planned this vote to be taken when Joe is taking over for Carter because we know Joe usually sides with the military, um, no privacy concerns. Um, that's what Joe leans towards. They vote, and of course it passes. They decide Joe should be the first one to try it out. So Joe gets into the booth to have her DNA scanned, and what happens to her? Fell down. She fell down. What happened? Did she get a shock? Yeah. Yeah. Looked like it really hurt, huh? Yeah. And she fell down. So something must be wrong with the machine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So after the machine almost kills Joe, they notice that the genome spectrometer is missing. And so we don't know if that's what caused the problem. Not being a big fan of this whole test Um, we're going to talk about it all in one shot because in the episode it goes back and forth to the test and the test is just, in my opinion, a total waste of time. It's just to get Carter out of the way to give Joe an episode, it looks like. And it's funny that every time I watch this, I say to myself, oh, I'm going to have to pay attention and figure see how he figures out the test at the end because I never remember. Come to find out, The resolution of his test is ridiculous, and that's why I don't remember, because it's totally ridiculous. I'm waiting for him to come up with some great thing in his head about how he's going to finish this test and what they really want him to do, and it's ridiculous. So we're going to talk about it all at once. Carter goes into the test. Joe, as we said, passed with flying colors, and Julia, who helps administer the test, said she was perfect. So Carter has a lot to live up to. He has to be in there for 48 hours. He can't leave. If he leaves, he forfeits the test and he loses his job. So the first step of the test is he's standing in the middle of the room and there's a red button. It looks like one of those staples buttons. There's a voice that says, push the button. And Carter, being Carter, laughs because, you know, he's smarter than everybody else. And of course, he thinks that it's going to be that easy because... How long has he been in Eureka? Seriously, it's not going to be that easy. What did the voice keep telling Jack? Push the button. It kept saying that over and over, huh? Yeah, annoying. (laughs) Annoying? Yes, it was. He's supposed to hit the button. He's told he's given everything that he needs to pass this test. So, obviously, he can't hit the button. He goes to walk across the floor. The floor disappears. Then they send a pack of cards. So he's throwing the cards at the button. The cards, of course, are not going to hit the button. But he does notice that the cards are hitting the floor. So the whole entire floor is not gone. It's just parts of the floor. So he throws all the cards out to create sort of a path. It's more like stepping stones to the button. So he steps onto, I think he has three areas where there's cards. And he gets as close as he can to the buttons, not close enough to reach it. And the spot where he was standing, a tube comes up and it's a bunch of straws. So now he has to jump back over these stepping cards, stepping stones to get to the straws. He puts all the straws together to try to make it long enough to hit the button. And he doesn't. And at one point, Joe comes in to t- wants to talk to him because she doesn't know what's going on in the town. You know, she sees him on the screen yelling at the button with trying to get the straws to hit it. He's about to give up. He decides that maybe that is the test. He has to know when to give up. And then he realizes that he has the panic button in his hand. 
and he realizes that they said that he has everything he needs. So he goes back over the card path and he, you know, being a baseball player and being able to throw relatively well, throws the uh, panic button at the button and it works. So he thinks he's great and he's passed the test. And then somehow, I don't know if the floor drops or he drops, but they don't really show us the rest of the tests, but he's in water. We know that because he asked Joe later at the end of the episode if she had to tread water. But at the end of the episode, we find out that Carter passed the test. Not he didn't do as well as Joe did, but he did pass the test. Because he didn't do as well as Joe did, he will have to come back and do it in a year, whereas Joe, I think, only has to do it every two years. This little pieces of this run throughout the episode, we just talked about it all at once to get it over with because I don't like the test part of the episode. I really don't like this episode, to be honest with you. But we just wanted to get the test part of it out so we didn't have to keep going back and forth. So now we don't have to keep going back over um, Carter's test. So back to Joe's investigation, she asks Henry to help her because... As we said, the genome thing was missing. And Henry tells her that his intramolecular electro array is missing as well. So Joe is investigating this as if it's one crime. And she wants Henry to tell her what somebody would use both of those things for. So Joe shows up at Cafe Diem and Allison comes in and pretty much says, you know, what are you doing? I've been looking all over for you. You're supposed to be investigating these robberies. And Joe, who we find out later really wasn't Joe at this point, off the top of her head decides she's going to arrest Larry for stealing all these things because he's in front of her practicing karaoke, and I guess that's just the first person that she saw. And later in the sheriff's office, when she's talking to Allison and Henry about the arrest, she said that Larry has motive of not opportunity. And when Henry asks what his motive was, Joe says to steal things. So Allison and Henry are kind of wondering if there's a problem with Joe because she's not acting like herself. And they think something is wrong because of what happened in the DNA scanner that day. Earlier when Joe was at Carter's helping Zoe with her homework. Zoe had asked to go to karaoke night that night, and Joe said no because she's in charge and Carter wouldn't let her go out on a school night. And Joe also said she had a blazing headache and she was going to go to bed early. So after Joe arrests Larry, she goes back to karaoke night where she sees Zoe singing a song. Um, And Zoe's not supposed to be there because if you remember at Carter's house, she asked permission and Joe told her no. So do you like karaoke? Yes. Yes. What is karaoke? Do you remember? Party. You did. Yes. You've done karaoke at a party. Um, What's your favorite song to sing for karaoke? Morning Person. What's that one? From Striking Musical. How does that go? I forgot. I don't know. You don't remember? I forgot that that was your favorite. There's another song you do a lot. But yeah, I like morning person. A morning person, a morning girl, is that how it goes? I had six cups and a coffee, so... Oh my goodness. I'm a whaley. Wet away! <laughs> that was me a pers- morning person, a morning girl. That was good. <laughs> I'll make sure there's a clip to that, the whole entire song on our website. Oh, wow. <laughs> 
thinks, but so not only is Joe not angry at Zoe for disregarding her instructions and telling her not to go to karaoke, but Joe decides to do a song on her own. What is Joe wearing while she sings? A red dress. A red dress, huh? Yeah. And what song is she singing? Do you know? Sings Whoopi. Whoopi? Do you know that song? Yeah. What is it about? Whoopi pie. Whoopi pie? I knew you were going to think that. That's what exactly what it's about. Whoopi pies. Those are your favorites, huh? Yeah. You like those on your birthday for breakfast, huh? Yeah. What are we going to do? Your favorite grocery store burned down and we can't get a whoopi pie for your birthday. What are we going to do? I know. What are we going to do? Nothing. Ugh. I didn't even think of that until just now. DC's birthday is coming up and he likes to have his giant whoopi pie in the morning. And we only know of one place around here that sells them and it burned down, huh? Well, we'll have to think of something, huh? I just thought of that. Yeah. How old are you going to be? 2018. 2018? 28. Yeah. I can't believe it, huh? Yeah. Okay. Um, Joe is singing Whoopi and Fargo is playing the piano. Yeah. And then she gives Fargo a kiss. Uh-oh. Ew. Cause <laughs> Ew. She gives Fargo a kiss. And as she's doing that, Zane walks in. And Zane is jealous because Zane is Joe's boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, brother. <clears throat> That's going to be a big problem, huh? So Joe should not be giving Fargo a kiss, huh? Okay. So Zane tries to talk to Joe to figure out what's going on. Um, And Joe seems totally disinterested in Zane altogether. So we jump to the next morning. Joe wakes up and Zoe starts to talk to her about her song and blah, blah, blah. And Joe remembers nothing of it. None at all. Fargo comes to the door to get her flowers and Joe is kind of mean to him. Okay, I've been through my fair share of physical traumas in the last 24 hours and kissing Fargo wasn't one of them. Ouch. She thinks everybody's playing a joke on her. She gets to the sheriff's office and she sees Larry in the cell and she doesn't know what he's doing there because she remembers nothing about the night before. So she lets him go and she still thinks that everybody's playing some sort of joke on her. At that point, Allison calls and has her come down to GD, and they discovered that Joe's DNA was found at the latest crime scene. So they think that something really messed with her head when she went through that DNA scanner, and that she doesn't remember doing any of these things. Except that Sarah can vouch for the fact that Joe was home sleeping, so she wasn't at karaoke and she didn't steal the equipment So Joe discovers the security has been compromised. The doctor admits that there were two DNA signatures for Joe, and he originally thought it was a glitch. I guess they could have figured out this was a problem from the beginning, but the doctor thought it was a glitch and probably didn't want to admit it because it was a new system and, you know, he didn't want his uh, test run to go bad. Henry says it has something to do with DNA manipulation. So this leads Joe to remembering how Julia said she was perfect. DC, what do you think about that? Everybody made some mistakes. Right. Nobody's perfect. Right. It's what's on the counts. Who, you always say that. It's what's inside that counts. Where did you learn that? I think you learned that from a movie probably, right? Yeah. What movie? From Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. That's what they say. It's what's inside that counts. Yeah. yeah, I guess that makes sense. Okay, and yeah. you're right. Nobody's perfect, right? Thank you. Okay. 
Joe goes to confront Julia and Julia admits to what she did. And apparently the pills that she gave Joe when she was leaving the test were some sort of time release sedatives so that Julia is would be able to take Joe off the line so there weren't two of them out and about at the same time. But she doesn't know how to reverse it. I don't think she realized all this was going to happen, I thought. I think she thought it was just going to be a temporary thing. She would get to step into Joe's life for a little while. But now she can't reverse it. And now, you know, Joe wants to arrest her or take her in. So she takes Joe offline and takes over for her. So they arrest Joe, who is now wearing Julia's face. And she can't convince anybody that she's really Joe. And Julia is out and about as Joe. And she makes a date with Fargo and Zane tries to appeal to his common sense and says, does that make any sense to you? But I think Fargo does start to think that there's a problem, but he doesn't want to admit it. So he goes on a date with um, Julia as Joe. The real Joe tries to convince everybody that she's not Julia, that Julia did this and Julia's still in her body. And nobody believes her except Zane comes in to talk to her and they talk about a few things, you know, their first date and all this stuff. And Zane believes that this person who's wearing Julia's face is actually Joe. So they go to arrest Julia who's wearing Joe's face and Fargo has already figured out that it's not really Joe. So they go to arrest her and they bring her back to GD. Uh, Henry says that Joe's cells are not functioning they don't know how to save her. Joe comes up with the idea of putting her through the DNA scanner again because that's what caused the problem in the first place, so maybe that will reverse the problem. Julia says she really just wanted Fargo's attention. They put, put Joe through the scan, and it works. Because Julia helped them in the end, they let her stay at GD on probation. And then at the end of the show, Joe, Joe goes to meet Carter at the end of his test. He's got a long story to hear later on. So, and that's pretty much the end of the episode. Joey's back to normal. The end. The end. That was good, right? Thank you for helping me. Thank you. Thank you for helping me. You did a great job. Yes. Yep. We're at the end of the episode. Yes. Come back next time for season three episode and nothing. And sing in the pea brain. You're free to go. Bye now. Very good. Bye. Bye. Please remember to follow us on our Facebook page, yeah, that can't be good, at facebook.com backslash Eureka Rewatch, or on Twitter at Eureka Rewatch. Links to information discussed during our podcasts will be added to our website at eurekarewatch.com. You can also listen to our podcast on Podbean. If you'd like to send us an email, please email us at eurekarewatch at gmail. We would love to hear from you. And we're now also available on Google Play.